0: glad that you are here with us, and we are in the second week of a new series that we've been calling Unsubscribe. Last week, we talked about comparison. How are you guys doing? Did you completely defeat comparison? Never going to compare yourself to anybody else again. Great. We defeated it. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, Yeah, okay, yeah. I heard that. Uh, So this idea of unsubscribing comes from a verse in Hebrews 12.1. The writer writes this. He says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So the idea is we all have a race, we all have a purpose marked out for us by God. but there's so many things in our lives that entangle us and that hinder us and it's time for us to unsubscribe from them. And this week we're going to talk about something that I know is entangling a lot of us, that it's hindering a lot of us. And that thing is fear. It's fear. And so to start tonight, what I love to do—this uh, can be funny or it can be serious. I love if you just turn to someone around you and just tell them what's your biggest fear. Okay, real quick, what's your biggest fear? Okay, any good ones? Any any good ones anybody wants to throw out? Sharks. Uncertainty. Oh, that's a serious one. I like it. Rejection. Oh, boy, we're getting serious. I was looking for some funny ones. Okay, uh, typically, I don't know if anybody said these. Uh, Let me just go ahead and name off a couple of mine. Uh, Clowns. The worst thing in the world, uh, snakes, right? We all have snakes. Okay, uh, there's so many just crazy amounts of fears out there. Uh, there's so many phobias. Uh, I want to share with you some of them that you might not be aware of. Uh, this is one. I'm gonna butcher this name: arachibuturiphobia. It's not arachnophobia. Arachibuturiphobia. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Uh, this is official phobia. The fear is. Uh, The fear is peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth. (laughs) It's horrific. I know. I don't blame them. Uh, This is one uh, that I didn't know that I had, but I actually have this phobia. It's called arrhythmophobia. It's the fear of numbers. Yeah, I know. I know. When I was in junior high and I'm in those math classes and those teachers are insensitive, and they're telling me just to do my math homework. They didn't know that I should be in therapy, actually, because they're exposing me to numbers, which I'm afraid of. Uh, So that's a real thing. Uh, Here's one, omphalophobia, the fear of belly buttons. (laughs) Uh, If that's you tonight, man, everybody's welcome at our church. (laughs) Everybody's welcome. So many phobias, so many fears, but what's the number one, like, sort of known fear of everybody? Any? Yep. It's the thing that I'm doing right now, the exact thing that I'm doing. Public speaking is the number one thing year after year. Uh, so according to research, uh, there's a great number of people in this room tonight. You would rather be in a dark room with a clown <laughs> holding onto a snake than be doing what I'm doing right now, public speaking. It's crazy to me. Uh, But I used to have the same fear, okay? Uh, When I was in second grade, our elementary school did a daily, like, assembly. And each person, each elementary student, had to get up on stage at some point and be a part of the assembly. Second graders had to tell a joke, okay? So it got to be my turn to tell a joke, and I got petrified. I was so scared to do it. The night before was my turn. I was begging and crying to my parents at home. And they actually called my teacher and sort of got me an extension. Uh, but eventually, they said I had to do it. So I had to go tell a joke in front of all these, these kids. So I memorized this joke. And I still remember it to this day. Uh, the joke was, why do dogs like trees? Bark. <laughs> yeah, right, OK. It was second grade. Uh, so I had it memorized, I'm getting ready behind the stage, and finally my moment came, and I go out in front of everybody, and, you know, it's like silence, and the microphone's right there, and I go, <clears throat> why do dogs like trees <laughs> bark? And I'm telling you guys, the place went nuts. <laughs> Kids are falling out of their chairs, just like, oh, that's the funniest joke I've ever heard. I don't know if that's actually true, but that's that's why I have my memories. Uh, But here's the the real truth. It was exhilarating for me. I just loved it. I fell in love in that moment with uh, public speaking and with performance. Actually, I started telling other second graders, I was like, hey, if you don't want to do your joke, I'll do your joke. I know jokes. I got this tree joke. It works every time. I'll do your jokes. Uh, I fell in love with public speaking. I fell in love with singing and performing uh, to the point where i that's part of my calling. It's what I'm doing right now as a job. And so what I want us to explore tonight is this simple truth, but it's a powerful truth when it comes to fear, and that is this, great opportunity exists on the other side of fear. So this was an amazing opportunity, amazing calling for me, uh, but existed, it came after my fear. And I believe tonight God is calling some of you to a great opportunity. God is calling you uh, to a great opportunity, but you have to get on the other side of fear. Now, there are uh, two different kinds of fears. There's like fears like we talked about, the physical kind that's like clowns and belly buttons and things like that. Uh, But then there's fears uh, that are more practical, the kind of fears that we deal with day in and day out. These are like the ones that really hinder us. And I think we could put these fears into four categories that I want to go through real quick. Uh, First category of fears uh, is what I'd say the fear of failure. (coughs) Oh, bless you. Bless you, man. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Fear of failure. Uh, This is a big one for me. Uh, This is the fear that maybe I won't measure up. Maybe that I won't be a success. Maybe uh, I won't be a success with my fitness or with my health. uh, That I'll fail with my finances. Some of us uh, are are afraid that we will fail spiritually. So that's a big one. Second one would be the fear of rejection. Uh, I have a friend who uh, had a crush on a girl one time, got up the courage to ask her out, and she turned him down. Yeah, this friend was really hurt by it. That poor guy, that friend of mine, that happened to... (laughs) (laughs) Are you... Okay, stay with me here. Come on. (laughs) The fear of rejection is real, man. Uh, We can uh, be afraid of being left out. What if I pursue a relationship with friends or with somebody and they reject me? Uh, The fear that I will never marry. The fear that uh, I will be rejected in my job or in a role. Next category would be the fear of the unknown, a fear of lack of control. Where are my worriers at, right? (laughs) Worrying typically comes from our desire to have control and to know the outcome. We worry because we don't know what's going to happen. This could be a fear of a disaster, like a natural disaster, economic disaster, uh, health The unknown of our health. Uh, Anybody seen politics lately? (laughs) A little out of control? It's easy to be afraid of uh, the things that we can't control. Our job situation. Uh, Last category would be the fear of loss. It's a big one. This could be a relationship. Fear of losing that relationship. This could be health. Uh, And a big one. This could be our job. I could lose that job. These four categories are the things that we live in day in and day out. These are the kind of things that are hindering us and they're keeping us from the opportunity God wants to bring us to. Uh, The good news for us tonight is that the Bible uh, talks a lot about fear. Over 300 times the Bible talks about fear, and we want to explore that together. So I want to look at uh, a verse uh, from 2 Timothy 1.7. There's a good chance that you've heard of this verse, at some point, but it's super important that we start with this one uh, for a simple fact. It says this, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So what do we see here? We see that God is not the one who's given us this fear. This fear is not from God. It's from somewhere else fear is from resistance. It's from the enemy. So the question is, what is fear? What is fear? We can answer that a lot of ways. But tonight, I want to talk about the concept that fear is this. Fear is what happens when we place our faith on the what-ifs instead of our faith in God. We place our faith in the what-ifs instead of faith in God. I sort of see it like this. You guys know that I love imagery. I love images. So I'd love to show you what I mean by this. So over here, that's you. Obviously, a few details missing, but that's mostly you. Okay, so that's you. Then right here is what I like to think of. the depths of what ifs, or the sea of what ifs. So what I mean by this is you run into a lot of what ifs in your life. What if, uh, what if I fail? What will people think of me? Uh, What will I look like to others? What if I get rejected? Will I be lonely? What if that happens? What if I experience this loss? What will happen? And so we get into the depths of what if, when on the other side, is what I would call the land of opportunity. Anybody know how to spell opportunity? (laughs) I think that's right. (laughs) That's right, I think. So here is opportunity, right? This is the land of the impossible, the potential. This is where we experience life. And in order to reach this opportunity, we have to go through the what ifs. And so often, fear becomes our faith in what-ifs instead of our faith in God, who's at the other side. Now, there's this legendary story about a man named Peter uh, who walked on water. And I'm guessing a lot of you have heard this story at some point. I'm going to tell it again, but this time I want you to pay attention to something. I want you to pay attention to the fear language that's throughout this story, okay? So here's the story of Peter. Listen to this fear language. Come, he said. Then Peter got down on the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. Beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? When he climbed out of the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God catch all that fear language throughout that story. And so over here on this side, we have, oh, that's not good. This is Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Obviously. (laughs) That's a clown. Okay, shoot. My subconscious is working on me here. That's my living... Oh, come on. That's obviously Jesus now, right? Okay, bear with me here. Uh, Jesus is calling you uh, in the land of opportunity. He's calling us out to come across the waters of what ifs. And what does Peter do? Uh, To his credit, Peter starts by seeing Jesus... And his great faith in Jesus did what no other disciple did. He actually stepped out into the water. That's amazing. I wouldn't do that. He saw great faith in Jesus. Hey, yeah, Jesus, if you're calling me to do that, I'll do it. But as soon as he starts taking some steps on the water, what does he do? He sees the wind. and He sees the waves. And he sees the storm. And he says to himself, like, what if the waves blow me? What if the storm comes? What if I drown? And he takes his eyes off Jesus, and we see that his faith in his circumstances and his surroundings were greater than his faith in Jesus. And that so often becomes us. God is calling us to a great opportunity, but our faith is in our circumstances and the what-ifs of our lives. And tonight, we want to uh, understand this truth, that fighting fear comes down to what we put our faith in. That's what fighting fear is all about. The writer of Hebrews 11 says this, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Sometimes I'll read a verse like that and I'm like, man, that sounds so judgy. Like, don't say that to me, Hebrews guy. Like, it's not impossible for me to do that. But he doesn't mean it in a judgmental way. What he's saying is God is calling us to great things it's just a very literal statement. Without faith, we can't get past the fear to do these great things. Let me. I could say it in another way, a little less spiritual way. Without faith, it's impossible to experience life. It's a, impossible to experience a great life without faith, because great opportunity exists on the other side of fear. Now, fear can help us in a couple ways. Okay. Fear can instruct us about our lack of faith. The first way fear does this is this simple fact. What you fear the most reveals what you value the most. What you fear the most reveals what you value the most. If you fear failure greatly, someone like me who fears failure, what do I value? I value maybe success or status among others. You fear rejection, the way you, you value the way you appear to others. If you fear loss, maybe you value a relationship. If you fear the unknown, maybe your value is having control. So that teaches us. The second thing fear does, it reveals where you trust God the least, right? So if we look at our fears, we see where I trust God the least. If I'm terrified of not having enough, maybe I'm not trusting God to be my provider. If I'm afraid of failing, maybe I'm not trusting God for my identity. So what we have to do is we have to look deeper at our fears. We have to inspect them, and we can learn about our lack of faith. So how do we fight fear? What are some practical ways that we can fight fear uh, this week? first thing we need to do is we have to name it. We can't ignore what it is. We have to name it. You cannot defeat what you cannot define. You have to understand what your fear is actually coming from, what value that it's instructing you of. So what I want to do is I want to take a quick reflection time, 20, 30 seconds, and I want you to think through what is the biggest fear in your life right now, okay? Just think about it. Try to name it. this is a practice that we all want to get into the habit of. We want to think through, what am I actually fearing? And I want to name it. I want to define it so I can bring it to God. Second thing we can do is, I love this one, we can choose to trust God anyways. And this is a strategy with fear that I just love. Uh, Whenever your fear uh, tells you a risky situation, like maybe your fear says, uh, don't start that nonprofit, don't you know that... It could fail. And what you say to fear is you go, I know. And if fear tells you, man, don't risk uh, trying to get in a relationship with them, they could reject you. Just say, I know. I know. I know. I know the risk involved, but I trust God, anyways. I'm well aware of the risk, but I trust God, anyways. The next thing we can do is we can seek God. Until our fear lessens. This comes from Psalm 34. I sought the Lord, and He answered me. He delivered me from all of my fears. And a couple of different times in my life, uh, one time when I was uh, I was trying to decide if I should move out to the Bay Area to work here at Menlo Church. Uh, we had just had a baby, and man, moving out to Bay Area—I don't know if you guys have heard—it's a little expensive out here. And so, man, it was just a hard decision, and I was facing fear on can I move out here with my family and take care of them. And so what I started doing, I was working for another church in Oklahoma at the time. I started fasting for lunch every day, and I'd fast, and I would go and I'd pray at this chapel an hour every day, and I would just seek out God. I would name my fear to Him, and I would seek after Him. And it didn't like, it wasn't a magic bullet. God didn't tell me the answer right away. He didn't completely take away. But I will tell you, the more I sought after him, the more I was with God with my fear, the more my fear lessened. So I have to ask you, when it comes to your fear, do you just sit around and just worry about it over and over? Or do you actually bring it to God and to seek him? Now, the last thing we can do is we can simply just take a step Sometimes we just need to take one step to our opportunity, one step in following God. I want to tell you a quick story uh, about a, a guy uh, who's from France. In 1968, uh, he was 16 years old. His name was Philippe Petit, and he was in France. And uh, he got obsessed with, of all things, tightrope walking, <laughs> because someone has to, right? Uh, and he gets super obsessed with tightrope walking. He, he masters the craft. And then when he's 17 years old, he sees a magazine article about the Twin Towers in New York City. This was obviously before 9-11. When he saw the Twin Towers, he, uh, he just got drawn to them. And he made it his life's mission to eventually tightrope walk across the Twin Towers. Suspended on a cable in the air. Like you would, right? Like you would. And so he devotes six years of his life. He plans and he builds a team. He builds a training facility in France. And he practices. They rent helicopters to research the Twin Towers. They sneak in and out because it was illegal. They finally figure out a way to uh, shoot the cable with a bow and arrow across to the other Twin Tower. It was amazing. Uh, It's uh, in this documentary called Man on Wire, one of my favorite documentaries of all time. Uh, But all this work, all this work, all this planning and practicing, and then the day finally came. Philippe Petit climbed to the top of the tower, then he looked down, and you can sort of imagine it. it makes me a little nauseous um, imagining it. Uh, but the wind is blowing, the tower swaying a little bit, and then he looks down, and the cars and the people look like ants. And he, in that moment, he had a decision to make. Is he going to step out, or is he going to stay where he is? And so in this moment, uh Philippe Petit says this. I love this quote. He says, I had to make a decision to shift my weight from one foot on the building to the foot on the wire. He said this, it would probably be the end of my life to step on that wire, but something I could not resist was calling me. I want to re- read the end of that again. Uh, it's not often that God speaks through a tightrope walker. <laughs> But tonight, I think God wants to speak through this powerful phrase. It would probably be the end of my life to step out on that wire, but something I could not resist was calling me. And my question to you is what is God calling you to? What opportunity is He asking you to follow Him into? A moment of risk. A decision to risk your life for something you firmly believe you're called to. His calling and passion outweighed his fear because on the other side of fear exists great opportunity. So what is God calling you to? Where is he try to, trying to tell you, come, come with me? What is he asking you to start? What is he asking you to stop? How is he asking you to change? What kind of person is he calling you to be? So my question is what step do you need to take? How can your faith and trust in God outweigh your faith? We want to pray for us and we're going to have a chance to respond uh, by praying with God but also singing to Him, worshiping with Him, asking Him to build within us a trust and a faith that overcomes all obstacles. Let's pray together. God, I thank You for always calling us into something new. God, You remind us that you are with us. You tell us to take courage, for I'm with you. So God, I pray for the people in this room uh, who are just battling with uh, a fear. It's probably most of us. God, would you show us what that fear is? Would you help us name it, define it? Show us uh, the value that it represents for us. And God, would you give us the courage to make a change. Would you give us the courage to take a step towards you? Because we believe that you have great things for us. That you, that you know us, you love us. That's the trust we have. So God, as we continue to worship you, as we continue to meet with you, would you build up our trust? Would you build up our faith so that we can be people of courage, that we can be people of risk? that we can take a step out for you and your kingdom. So we thank you for this time, God, that you continue to speak to us now. In Jesus' name we pray.